Hello ladies and gentlemen, and once again, welcome back to Flea Thicker. I'm your host, John Hunter, and yes, we actually do have a chance to actually, um, I told you yesterday that I would do my very best to actually cut another episode here, and and I'm doing it, and I'm trying my best to do so right right now. Um, again, as I start with most of my podcasts, for those who joined for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so, and please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, co-workers, Whoever else you can get to, to certainly listen to this, uh, listen to the podcast and this episode. Uh, for those who have been with me day one, I want to say thank you for uh, continuing to be with me. And uh, and please reach out to your family, your friends, your loved ones, your, your neighbors, co-workers, so forth and so on. Um, and for those who do not, of course, I am on Anchor, but if you do not listen to Anchor, I do, uh, I'm on Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Apple Podcasts, um, Amazon Music as well. Just some to name off the top. This is just to you. Some sites that I am on that uh, that the places these people have allowed me to be on their you know, on their podcasts. And I want to say thank you, thank you for allowing me to uh, <laughs> to be there. Um, certainly, uh, I want to continue by saying thank you. The last um, thank you for those who have been listening to my podcast. The last. Um, I'd say the last five or six episodes, I want to say, have um, have been listened to quite a bit and have cracked my uh, top ten according to um, Anchor and Spotify. And I have uh, raised uh, raised my raised the viewership up a little bit, and I'm glad to certainly do so. Um, it, it appears, at least I think so, so that I'm getting out there, and I'm more and more people are listening to the podcast. And for those who do so, I, I want to say thank you. Yeah, thank you for doing so. Um, last night we covered a lot of stuff last night uh, tonight we'll cover uh, a few more things we talked about quarterbacks and we'll talk about a couple more quarterbacks in this coming uh, this coming episode before I go any further uh, for fantasy football people uh, remember there's a 9.30 game Sunday morning the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Denver Broncos it is taking place in, in jolly, old, jolly old England London so, um, certainly, if you got if you got fancy, if you got players that you're going to play, keep that in mind. If you're the, if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, I don't know if you're going to play Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Travis Etienne has been the hottest Jacksonville Jaguar of them all right now. Um, I don't know if you're going to play Christian Kirk. I know Marvin Jones. I don't have Marvin Jones on a, in a very deep, deep leg. Um, there's just some guys uh, for Denver. I don't know if you're playing on playing Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson will play this week. We'll talk about we will talk about Russell Wilson here in a few minutes. Uh, he is going to play. Uh, as far as I don't know if you plan on playing uh, Melvin Gordon or Latavius Murray, I think uh, those are the top top of two running backs right now. Uh, I don't know if you plan on playing Gordon Sutton or Jerry Judy. Um, I don't know. Uh, the Denver Denver Broncos defense is a uh, has played well this year. Heck, Jacksonville defense has played well at times as well. So. If maybe you're playing the Denver defense, maybe you're taking a shot at playing the Jacksonville defense this week. It's a struggle if that is. My fantasy football players out there, just keep that in, just keep that in, that in mind. Um, I guess we have talked about it as much as much as we can get. We'll, we'll jump. Let's jump right into things. Let's talk about speaking of the Denver Broncos and the Jacksonville Jaguars game. Let's talk about the quarterback that's got to talk about maybe one minute ago, and Russell Wilson. Now. Reports, 
reports have come out that I believe um, it appears that Russell Wilson was uh, was maybe saying a message to his team. I think he was doing some. I think it was it might have been on the flight going to um, going to London, and of course when you go from the states to London, I know there's about I know here from the East Coast to uh, to England it's about a six. I believe it's like a six hour. It's a six hour difference. And the reason I know that I have a couple of uh, a couple of friends that I know that have lived in England. I had a cousin who many many years ago was stationed in Germany. Yeah, yeah I believe it was a six hour difference. And when he talked to me on the phone, which I think he talked to me like something after six in the morning, it was like twelve o'clock over there. So there's about a six hour difference now from there, you know, from the East Coast now. If you're coming from the West Coast, I'm sure if you had two more hours, that's what, let's just say for the sake of argument, an eight-hour time zone difference. But again, I think there's something that, uh, something I came uh, off the point, I think it's something coming off the point where I think Russell was doing some, you know, some stretches, he was doing some, I guess he was doing some stretches or exercises or whatever the case was on the plane. And I think he was pretty, man, I think a lot of his teams were, uh, I think a lot of his were, a lot of his um, teammates, I think, were sleeping, which I guess if I have an eight-hour flight, or however hours it was, you know, how, it, how long the flight was from, we're saying from, let's say, from Denver to, you know, to England, I'm sure the flight is a long flight, and I'm sure most of his fellow teammates were probably, you know, sleeping, maybe someone doing some, um, some reading. I mean, that's, that's a possibility as well. You know, maybe a coach, I'm sure the coaches, they might be trying to listen, maybe look at a tablet, Trying, you know, trying to go over some last minute, last minute plays, or you know, look at some tapes of the Jacksonville Jaguars, whatever the case was. But a lot of people, I guess, I'm sure, a lot of the Denver Broncos players probably maybe this is the first trip I've ever went to, you know, went to, um, you know, to uh, London, and I'm sure this, this is going to be it's an adjustment period. It's like if you are on the East Coast and you go to the West Coast, I'm sure that's a tremendous, a tremendous, you know, tremendous difference. Uh, something that your body has to get to. And I think uh, Russell Wilson's cracking on his teammates, at least so it seemed to be the case. A lot of experts are reading into it that um, Russell's cracking on his teammates because they couldn't handle the jet, the jet lag. And, um, and I think, of course, he was doing the exercises, doing some other stuff, and I think he would doze off, take like an hour now, get back up, maybe do more exercises, and he feels that his teammates, you know, should, I don't know, maybe they shouldn't, his lead or do, you know, or do something similar to what he's doing. And I think some of the NFL players, uh, what was it, Justin Tucker, I didn't, I didn't know to see the whole, I didn't see the whole video. I didn't hear what Justin Tucker said in the video. I just kind of glanced by online. I saw Justin Tucker, I think, was, was uh, getting on, um, was uh, cracking on Russell Wilson, I think because, you know, because of this stretching, stretching and all that stuff. Now, certainly, certainly Russell Wilson has brought a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of attention to himself since certainly the trade to Seattle to Denver for, you know, for a few players, some draft picks, and Russell's got a lot of money now. I think, I, I think as I was watching, I believe it was uh, Colin Cowherd, and I was looking at the, at the uh, show today, and it kind of broke down his contract, and, and I think by year three of his contract, Russell's going to be worth, my gosh, what is it, what is it going to be, like 50-something billion, I think, like the third year of his contract. 
he's going he's to be, I don't know, 50-something, and the Denver Broncos are going to have him at I-4 or something. It was some, it was some ridiculous number. Russell Wilson is 30, is 32 years old. I know Russell is still, I mean, you know, Russell is still, is still in the prime. It's not like you're 40 years old giving you a, uh, a 10 year deal, something outrageous or grievous or something like that. Now, again, Russell, he's, you know, Russell had, he's had some injuries. He's had injuries. He had a hamstring injury this past week and he had to miss, miss a game against the Jets. But certainly, Russell seems like being endearing himself. Quite well, I guess I would, I would assume he's not doing so quite well to the teammates. Um, I know the GM George George Patton had a um, had an interview with the media here recently and was talking about the struggles and, um, and he said, yeah, certain things not have not have not developed the way Russell and so I'm sure the, the fan Hackett has you know, thought when the team was put together. You had Russell Wilson, you had Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. You had Tim Patrick until he tore his ACL. You had KJ Hamlin from uh, Penn State, draft from Penn State a few years ago. You had Fortron. You had Melvin Gordon brought back. And you had Javante Williams. But of course, Javante, he's got an ACL, an ACL injury. He's gone. He's gone for the year. Now you're on Melvin Gordon. You, you seem to have trust issues with Melvin Gordon. You've all the Davis Murray. He's shown some flashes. But again, you can't really settle on that true number one running back. I'm sure Devontae was going to be the eventual number one running back, probably moving forward, maybe not this year, but I'm sure in 2023 he was going to be moving forward. You've had some injuries on the offensive line. The left tackle, he's out for the year. So again, I mean, again, the, the, the offense has not produced like everybody thought it was going to be. Everybody thought it was going to be a top five, six, seven, you know, seven offense in this league, but it has not done so. And certainly a lot of it falls on, unfortunately, a lot, some of it's falling falls on Russell Wilson, some of it falls on Nathaniel Hackett. Um, the one thing I'll say about Russell is Russell did have a lot. Russell you know, did, uh, did bring uh, Colton Sutton, Jerry Judy, and Tim Patrick, you know, out to, um, to do drills, to do drills in the offseason very quickly after the trade was done to get, to get, to get these guys, you know, to try to get on page with these guys. And I do give Russell. Wilson that much credit. I give him credit for that. But a lot of people with Russell Wilson, a lot of people feel that Russell Wilson has changed. Uh, there was a report, I think, coming forward from Marshawn Lynch that, um, that uh, he can't really, he has a hard time calling um, Russell Wilson. They get on the phone, they talk to Russell Wilson. Somebody has to go through Russell Wilson's agent to talk to, to, to actually talk to Russell Wilson. And to me, that's that's not really that's a horrible sign. Marshawn was a former teammate of yours, a teammate, a gentleman that you won a Super Bowl with, a guy that you could have won two Super Bowls with. Of course, that's we all know about the infamous call down at the one or two mark, one or one and a half yard line. You didn't get the ball to Marshawn Lynch. You had Russell Wilson throw the ball. Malcolm Butler picks it off. The rest is history. The rest is history, as they say. I'm sure guys like Marshawn Lynch and I'm sure the Richard Shermans of the world are still PO'd and peeved about I peeved, I peeved about the uh, about that call. And again, with Russell Wilson, the, the rumors were in Seattle at, at one point towards the end he was he was certainly the only you know, he was um 
he was, I guess you could say he was uh, not, he was not the, maybe the best teammate in the world. There's rumors coming out of Seattle, maybe, maybe with that being said, um, you know, Russell Wilson, reports of Russell Wilson felt that he deserved to have some, some say-so in some of the decision-making. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers has done that in Green Bay, and Russell Wilson felt that he deserved the same, the same thing. You know, I, I, at least Russell Wilson's been to two Super Bowls and won one. Aaron has only been to one Super Bowl. I think he's only been to, what, one Super Bowl, and that's it. So, I mean, you would think Russell, maybe Russell does have more say-so than maybe Aaron Rodgers would. But, yeah, but he, you know, Russell Wilson has done tremendous things in his career. Let's be honest with you. Russell Wilson was a, you know, was a, a draft pick that the Seattle Seahawks took a chance on. He was a third or third-round pick that took a chance on him. They signed Matt, excuse me, not Matt Ryan, but it was Matt Flynn to a long-term contract. I thought he was going to be quarterback moving forward. And Russell Wilson came to the camp, blew him away, blew it away in preseason. They gave him the job, and the rest was the history for the, you know, for the Seattle Seahawks. And, of course, you know, with Denver, there's always been, there's been rumors that they might break up the uh, team. Um, there's been always talk about maybe trading with Jerry Judy. There's a lot of suitors out there for Jerry Judy. You've heard Green Bay, the Minnesota Vikings name has been mentioned, and other teams as well have mentioned this also. Um, uh, Chubb has been mentioned as a possible. Um, or as a one crazy report had been maybe going to the Dallas Cowboys. And you talk about it. Now, that would be a, I don't see him going Dallas to Dallas. Um, there's been other possibilities of other players that could get traded out of um out of Denver, but the thing is, you know, to me, it's never a good thing when a quarterback is taking a shot at his team. I mean, we just got to talk about this last episode where Aaron Rodgers taking a shot at his young teammate, and with Aaron Rodgers incident, I think it would have been better for Aaron Rodgers to do what Russell Wilson tried to do with his with his. You know, with with his young with the receivers that he had that he had you know, coming in. And he wanted to get a good rapport with them. To me, that's something Aaron Rodgers should have done. Now, I get, I, I get the point. Maybe he didn't bring Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb to a, to, like, just some kind of, um, I don't know, he could have held it somewhere. I can see maybe bringing Lazard and Cobb with him because he's very familiar with them. I would get that and understand that. But he could have reached out to maybe Sammy Watkins, maybe uh, Dobbs, maybe Watson. He, he, maybe these other guys, you know, some other guys he could have reached out to, or you know, you know, maybe maybe took them somewhere. I don't care where he took them from. Maybe brings them to California or something like that, and maybe he could, you know, and be be a leader, be like Russell Wilson was, and try to get some kind of report with the team. Now, with Russell Wilson, I will say this: to me, it's not a great thing if you're doing some kind of stretches or you're doing whatever exercise you're doing or whatever you're supposed to be doing to, you know, I mean, everybody does things differently. You have to realize, um, if you want to stretch, if you want to stretch, if you got, let's say, an eight, nine-hour flight, whatever it is, and you want to stretch seven hours of those, sh- seven hours, seven of those nine hours on your flight, that's your personal business. If you want to sleep six, you know, six to you know, eight, nine hours, that's going to get you, go get you revved up for the game, go do it. If you want to read the entire flight, you know, that's up to you. If that's what gets you going, go do it. You know, you go do it. Everybody's built, everybody's built differently. And Russell Wilson should know that. A lot of people feel that he, that he's now the media, that the media is the 
Yes, I was being a uh, celebrity wife. He's enjoying the lifestyle, the uh, that Hollywood lifestyle. Maybe it's changed. It's changed. And, um, there could be some truth to that. I'm sure. I don't know. You know, I don't. You know, I don't know. I'm not around Russell Wilson there 24/7, so I can't really answer that question. His teammates, they could probably answer it. Maybe his coaching coaches can can answer that. Um, but you know, again, some people feel that maybe Russell Wilson has gotten gotten a lot. More things now, more things now, and I notice when you are a, you know, when you're a player that has done a lot, you know, a lot in this league. Sure, you probably did get some special benefits. I'm sure Dan Marino got special benefits in Miami. I'm sure John Elway got special benefits when he was in Denver. I guarantee you, Brett Favre got special benefits when he was in Green Bay. And I'm sure, in some way, shape, or form, Russell Wilson probably got. Benefits, you know, benefits, some benefits when he was in Seattle. And I'm sure it probably rubbed some people the wrong way. Maybe Richard Sherman, you know, Marshawn Lynch back, you know, back in the day. Um, maybe Bobby Wagner, or maybe more people, you know, especially when they were Jim Boone, because, hey, why is Russell Wilson the special privilege? And maybe we're not getting that. But again, you know, again, that's a lot. The quarterback is, is a lot of times the leader. Leader of the football team, maybe certainly on the offensive side of the ball, and certainly your quarterback has done has done very well for yourself in this league. I'm sure you're going to get special privileges. With Russell Wilson, a lot of people say the thing has gone to his head. Now, you know, I can say this coming from personal experience. No, I'm not. I've never been a professional athlete, but what I can say is this: is is I spent I spent thirty. 32 years doing in one industry. I'm not going to say what I do. I'm not going to sit back and badmouth a, a business or the businesses. Now, I've worked for three different companies. People that know me, listen to this podcast, know who I'm talking, know what companies I'm talking about, but I'm not going to call, you know, call anybody out. But in the time, I have seen people that when they get to a certain spot, and they get to the end of management, they will let go. They will let go to the head, and they figure that, well, I, you know, I'm better than you, and so forth and so forth and so forth. I've never had that mindset. Um, again, I reached, and I will say this: I reached a certain point in one company where I got to be, where I got to run the the show, so to speak, in a certain department, and and I never had, I never, and I never got a swell head because I've always had the philosophy that, you know, you could have it today, you could have that position today, and it could be gone tomorrow. Well, unfortunately, unfortunately, I got to, unfortunately, a couple of years later, once I got that position, got to that point, I found out what that felt like because that position was gone and the company was gone. Um, I've always treated everybody around me the way that I want to be treated because that's just, that's just how I am. Um, I've never... Had a, you know, I've never had a big head. There's always people out there that are better than me at doing whatever the case is, whatever the case might be. And to me, I, you know, to me, Russell Wilson has to realize that there are people out there that are better, a better quarterback than him. I mean, as of right now, is Patrick Mahomes better than Russell Wilson? Absolutely. Is Josh Allen a better quarterback than Russell Wilson? Probably so. Is Lamar Jackson a better quarterback than Russell Wilson right now? Yes. You can go on down the list. You can say maybe you can want to say Justin Herbert. 
Yes. Did you want to say Joe, Joe Burrow? Yes. There's probably about, there's probably maybe, who knows, there could be 10 quarterbacks in this league right now that are playing much better ball than Russell Wilson. And to me, Denver's got a lot, a lot invested in Russell Wilson. And I'm sure Russell, and I'm sure Denver's probably shaking their head and thinking, you know, maybe it was a peak or the peak here, I'll see something that we didn't see. Now, again, I know Russell, Russell again, has had injuries. The Denver Broncos have been hit by injuries on the offensive side of the ball. But you, you would figure by now, we're going in, you know, going into week, what, eight right now. You would figure Russell Wilson and the team would have corrected it somehow by now. And it's a huge concern. And they're going to Jacksonville. And Jacksonville is, is not that bad of a football team. Doug Pearson has done a pretty decent job with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, you know, and I tell you what, Jacksonville's defense is not that bad. And you're playing struggling Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos offense. It's a concern. It's a concern for this team. I mean, some extra going to have Jacksonville Jaguars actually beating, beating the Denver Broncos. I mean, would I be surprised? Not really. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I mean, Trevor Lawrence, he has his ups, he has his downs. Travis and team has really taken off the last, last couple of weeks. Some people figure that Denver could win because Denver's defense has really been carrying this team, has been carrying the offense, and that's certainly that's certainly very true here. Denver's defense has played well again. I think Denver's defense will, could, could could very well continue to play well and hold you know, and do a good job and hold Jacksonville to maybe single digits, maybe hold like maybe like nine points or something like that. But can Russell Wilson, but can Russell Wilson, you know, drudge up enough points? to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Is it possible? Yes, it's possible that Wilson can do that. But for Wilson Wilson, and you know, for Wilson Wilson, like I said, Denver's kind of stuck on this. Maybe they made a mistake. They're stuck on this contract. Now, I'm not saying Wilson Wilson certainly better than Drew Locke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a quarterback, there's no denying that. But they were Considering the possibility, Russell was a very big liability for Denver would be a team to certainly the AFC West, certainly make the playoffs. Some experts probably have him as a representative of the Super Bowl because Russell Wilson was going to be the answer to the quarterback for the Broncos. Now, I'm not saying that Russell cannot still be the, the face of the franchise moving forward. I'm not saying that. Some people feel that Russell takes responsibility. Some people think Daniel Hackett may not be the right man. Coaching job, but again, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people in the league that are good coordinators, but not the greatest coaches in the world. You know, that's that's certainly the case. I mean, um, some people feel that Todd Bowles kind of fits that bill. Some people Todd Bowles is a great defensive coordinator, but maybe he's not. He doesn't. He's not the ideal head coach. What is it, Norv Turner? For many, many years, people thought Norv Turner was one of the greatest. Of course, he had a couple. He had he, uh, he, went to, he went to the Chargers. He went to the Chargers, and again, it's just for him, he could not get the job, get the job done as a head coach in this league. And who knows? Maybe the thing Hackett falls into that equation again. He's had one. He's well. He hasn't really had the 
I'm sure Nathaniel Gay, certainly the full season, and I don't see Devin Boyd firing Nathaniel in the all season. I'm sure Nathaniel will probably get this year, and I'm sure he'll be, I'm sure he'll get a chance to try to turn around in 2023. But for Denver, it, the AFC is a very tough conference. I mean, you feed the Buffalo Bills, they certainly have Vegas right now, the way Buffalo Bills, Bills are playing, that might barely be the number one seed either them or the Kansas City Chiefs right now. Let's say the Buffalo Bills are like the number one seed. Maybe Kansas, let's say Kansas City's number two for the sake of argument. Then after that, it falls to, can the Miami Dolphins make the playoffs? Are the New York Jets real? Can uh, Bill Belichick, uh, you know, sprinklings of uh, that Bill, Bill, Belichick magic? The Baltimore Ravens? Could the Cincinnati Bengals have a, you know, have a shot? Are the Tennessee, you know, Tennessee Titans, they're playing better of late. Could they be, yeah, could they get into, into the uh, playoff picture? The Colts, they're 3-3-1. Three, three they're not really out of it. Can the Chargers, can the Chargers hang in there? There's a lot of people in this league, a lot of people in the conference, I should say, that have talent to certainly. Now, Denver, do they have talent? Yes, Denver has talent. Denver has has had injuries, and again, the game one team in this league hasn't had some type of injuries, and has come back to has come back to haunt them. But for right now, with Russell Wilson, for me, it's certainly not a good image if Russell Wilson's making fun of his teammates. You know, maybe you know, maybe things have gone to Russell Wilson's head. Certainly, I hope this is not the case. But for Russell Wilson, you have to understand, you got to treat your teammates just like you want to be treated. Yeah. And to me, the best thing to do, my thing is, with Russell, maybe Russell needs to have a team meeting. Maybe Russell needs to take these offensive linemen and offensive players out to dinner one night, get things, you know, have an offensive only meeting or something, you know, something to get things, you know, squared away. You know, get Nathaniel Hackett out the room, get the offensive staff out the room, let Russell and his teammates, you know, try to sell some differences, you know, sell some differences, you know, get things, you know, get things straight. You know, but again, we'll see if the Denver Broncos can write the ship. But for right now, it's kind of a little gloomy for uh, Russell, you know, for Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. Can't I don't think they can write all write the ship all in one week. It's going to be a progress. But you figured right now, the Denver Broncos could have figured something out by now. I know, I know. You know, when people are talking about the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow, you know, had a had a surgery on the appendix and. Uh, and people thought that that was the reason why they got off to such a slow start. But now, you know, Burrow's coming around. The offense is coming around. And, you know, uh, you know uh, Russell's had some shoulder, had shoulder surgeries or hamstrings. Russell's not 100%. Could that play part of it? I'm sure, yes, that could play part of it. That certainly plays part of the reason why Russell Wilson has struggled. But again, for Russell Wilson, I hope he's not really making fun of his teammates. Because in the end, he's not looking good. Because you got one of the better, you got one of the best kickers in the history of the game, and Justin Tucker, pretty much cracking on, yeah, pretty much cracking on Russell Wilson. If that's the case, that's not a good sign for Russell Wilson, and that's how much Lee thinks of him. Russell needs to certainly get his act together, get serious, and he needs to, you know, the Broncos need to do something here and now. They need to make a stand. Because if they don't make a stand now, they don't make some improvements, make some adjustments, it's going to be a long 2022, and you roll into 2023, yeah, what do you do? 
because I guarantee you if 2023 comes around and you play like you're doing right now in 2022, the Denver Broncos faithful, you know, are going to want to get rid of you, Nathaniel Hackett, and maybe the GM, and they're going to redo this thing all over again. But again, again, the, the, um, the ownership, I mean, the GM, George Batman said he's not looking to do a fire sale. He's not trading Judy or Chubb or this person or that person. There's not no fire sale. But for Denver, the stand's got to be made right here and right now. Russell has got to stop making fun of his teammates. He's got to get serious. He's got to do. He's got to be. He's got to be the Russell Wilson. He's got to find the Russell Wilson he did when he first got in this league. He's got to find the Russell Wilson that his teammates can rely on, depend on, and trust. He needs to be that guy. Injuries, yes, injuries are to some are hard to come back from. But for Russell Wilson's sake, this needs to be taken care of. It needs to be taken care of right of right now. Let's continue our discussion about quarterbacks, and let's kind of stay on the West Coast a little bit, and let's talk about the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Now, the 49ers have a pretty important game with the Los Angeles Rams, a team that they seem to have its number, at least in preseason. I, I believe they're the last, they're like 7-0. They've won seven in a row, I think, against the Rams in, in the regular season. Now, of course, the Rams died in the NFC Championship game. But it's a pretty impressive stat for a team, you know, for any football team to beat somebody seven seven in a row. But there's a report, there was a report, I think, coming out of um, San Francisco, and I believe it was Steve Young was on, I don't know if he was on, I can't remember if he was on somebody's podcast or he was doing somebody's show. And I think Steve Young pretty much came out and admitted that came out and admitted and reports have also come out that maybe that Kyle Shanahan does not have doesn't have a lot of trust in you know in Jimmy Garoppolo or vice versa. Now the 49ers have struggled the last couple of games. Now the 49ers did make a uh, nice move. They got Christian McCaffrey, which Christian McCaffrey, I'm certainly once he gets into the system, he'll be a dangerous a dangerous weapon for this team. Now the 49ers going against the Rams, they're dinged up. There's some injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Debo Samuel will not play this. Will not play this week. That's a that's a huge a huge huge loss loss for them. Guys like Brandon Brandon Ayuk, uh, George Kittle are going to step up their game even even that much more. I'm sure Christian McCaffrey will be asked to do probably even more. But again, the point was is. There's not a trust. There's not a trust issue. Well, to be honest with you, to be honest with you, let's be honest with you. I mean, I think at one point in time, let's let's be honest with you. If I'm not mistaken, a lot of people, a lot of people will back back me up on this. You gotta remember when the when preseason when preseason had began, uh, Trey Lance was going to be the starting quarterback. They hadn't even given Jim Garoppolo a playbook. They pretty much didn't give him a playbook. They told Jimmy to go home, you know, go home, you know, stay home, do what you, you know, do what you, do what you're gonna do, and we'll go try to trade you, trade you out of here. But of course, as we fast forwarded, none of that ever happened. Trey Lance didn't be the starting quarterback, but they brought Jimmy Garoppolo back under you know, under a new under a new contract, 
and Jimmy was sitting on the sidelines, and I'm sure Trey Lance, it didn't set well with Trey Lance, because he thought, you know, Garoppolo was out of town, and Trey was going to have to look over his shoulder. Now, Trey Lance did not, did not set the world on fire. And certainly that played on Trey Lance's mind, because he figured if Jimmy Garoppolo out of town, if he was gone, there was going to be a talk of Jimmy Garoppolo taking the spot. He was going to be the one guy. The only guy who had, he had to look over his shoulder was, was, uh, uh, Pewdie, was uh, Pewdie, the last pick in the draft from Iowa State, the quarterback from Iowa State. I mean, was, was he really going to take Trey Lance's job? Yeah, to me, that's what Trey Lance thought. Well, Jimmy hung around, he hung around. And then, of course, the unforeseen, the unforeseen happened. Lance got hurt, he's out for the year. He steps Jimmy Garoppolo, and Jimmy played well his, you know, his first game. Again, it wasn't a surprise. Jimmy knows this. Jimmy Garoppolo knows the system. Now they did, you know, they changed a few things in the system, but you know, Garoppolo stepped in and he did his job. And I'm sure they kind of went back to an old playbook where you know where Garoppolo was was running the system his way. But now, now let's talk about trust issues. Well. To be honest with you, if, you, if they want to give you, if, if they go ahead, if they go out and they give all these draft picks to get a guy, Trey Lance, who really hadn't played a lot of ball, if you think about North Dakota State, he didn't play a lot of games in North Dakota State, and they sold the farm on him. They thought this guy was going to be maybe the right-handed version of Steve Young. It's, to me, it's the best way that I could put it. I'm sure some eyes would put it differently, but to me, they thought he was going to be the right-handed version of Steve Young. And when he came into camp, maybe he had flashes, but to me, nobody has really seen that. He has not been on a consistent, on a consistent basis. Whereas Jimmy Garoppolo, yes, Jimmy Garoppolo's not fancy, he's not flamboyant. There's games he looked good, there's games he looked bad. But Jimmy Garoppolo has a winning record here in this, in this league. Jimmy has been to two Super Bowls. Jimmy actually does have does have a, a Super Bowl win with the New England Patriots when he's backing up. One Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean Jimmy. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo's been in, in in these situations. Trey Lance never has. Garoppolo's been here. He's kind of been there, done that a little bit. Trey Lance hasn't. And they sold me. They pretty much, like I said, they they built. They they felt that Trey Lance was going to take him over the top because just of all his athleticism. Now certainly Trey Lance. Yes, he's a better athlete than Jimmy Garoppolo. There's no there's there's no denying that. But sometimes it's hard to. Replace experience, and Jimmy's got that. He's got experience, and a lot of people on that team like Jimmy Garoppolo. And there was a point in time I'm sure Kyle Shannon had confidence in you know in Jimmy Garoppolo, or he wouldn't keep running at him every single week. And Jimmy's going to be the quarterback for the rest of the year moving forward, unless you think that you know you know a Pudi Pudi's going to be the answer at the quarterback, which I don't think that's going to happen. The only reason we'll see the field. Is unless the 49ers are getting blown out or they're blowing somebody out, he might come in and get a couple of plays in to do some handoffs. But other than that, he's not going to play. Garoppolo is the man moving forward. And the offense, like you went out and got McCaffrey, if you know, McCaffrey, Debo, when he gets healthy, you still got Ayuk, you got George Kittle. I mean, you've got some weapons. Certainly, without a doubt. And the defense. The defense was ranked number two in all in all of the NFL a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, it struggled the last couple of weeks, but injuries have been a big have been a big thing, a big part of that. 
But let's be honest. But let's, but let's be honest. Trust. It's a hard thing. It's hard to get anything going with the quarterback and the head coach don't trust each other. Because to be quite frankly, neither one of them thought the other guy because the coach didn't think Jimmy was going to be around. He thought we had a trade on that side anyway. Now, to be honest with you, the trade on thing has not has come to back on San Francisco. They, you know, it's hard for me to say, and unless Trey Lance is coming back next year to be a totally different player, if he plays like the right-handed version of Steve Young, if he plays like that, then the point I have got, you know, when Jimmy Garoppolo is out of town, he's gone somewhere else. But for Jimmy, I'm sure Jimmy probably is deep down inside. Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy is probably hurt. Jimmy is hurt because the team won't get rid of him. And that's hard, and that's going to be hard to overcome. It's hard to overcome from the, the front office, John Lynch, and to Kyle, and to Kyle Shanahan, because it was a Kyle Shanahan and John's decision to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. But now they're stuck with Jimmy, and Jimmy, you know, Jimmy, and Jimmy doesn't have the confidence. He's not going to have trust in John Lynch. He doesn't have trust in Shanahan. And again, Shanahan thought he was going to have Trey Lance. Jimmy thought he was going to be up out of town. And wherever, wherever he's going to wind, he's going to wind up at with a shot of being starting, a possible starting quarterback on some other team. Now, granted, shoulder, you know, shoulder, he had a shoulder surgery in the last season. It took him a while to, you know, to correct and to get going. But once he did get going, he was fine. But again, again, there is going to be a trust issue because neither one of them, I don't think, want the other. Jimmy thought he was going to be gone. Kyle Shannon thought he was going to be gone. But for the San Francisco faithful, it's probably a good thing he didn't leave because, to be honest with you, when Lance got hurt, and to me, Jimmy has looked better than Trey, than Trey Lance. Now, maybe, but again, Trey's used to something. He's used to a lot of these players. He's played by these, these players and his teammates. And to me, I think deep down inside, I think the team has more confidence in Garoppolo than they do in Trey Lance. They might not come out and say it. They might not admit it. But again, and I get it. Garoppolo's not going to suffer. Garoppolo it doesn't have doesn't have the Patrick Mahomes arm. He's not going to move around like Lamar Jackson. He doesn't have that. But he has experience. He's been to the playoffs. He's actually been to a Super Bowl. He's been to a Super Bowl. Jimmy, Jimmy at least knows how, knows how that feels. But again, I can understand the point why they don't have, they don't have confidence in each other. Because neither one thought that the other was going to be around. Kyle didn't think he was going to be there. Jimmy didn't think he was going to be there. Now, at the end of the day, it looked like a smart move to kept Garoppolo around because of what happened with Trey Lance. But I get it. I get it deep down inside. Garoppolo the 49ers didn't want him. And I get it. That's, that's, a, that's a hurtful thing when somebody doesn't want you around anymore. That's kind of like, um, that's kind of like your spouse coming in and saying, Honey, I'm done, with, I'm done with this. I want a divorce. In a way, that's kind of how it feels in, in a way. And I'm sure the team, the team thought there was going to be a divorce. They were going to move on. But now they're stuck with each other. And they've got to make it work. And the 49ers have, you know, the 49ers now playing a, a Ram team that is starting to get oh, a little bit healthy. They're starting center returns. Now still, I'm not sold on the Rams offensive line. You know, they're starting center returns. But it's at least somewhat of a step in the right direction. 
Van, there's a possibility that Van Jefferson could see some action this week, which that's a good, a good piece of news right there. That gives them another possible weapon to work with. Now again, the running game, that could be that's certainly an issue that has to help with the offensive line. Matthew Stratford has to rely on somebody else other than Cooper Cup or Tyler Higby. had the one thing, they beat the Rams that seven straight times. And I'm sure the 49ers are going to do it one more time. Now, again, the 49ers are dinged up, they're banged up, they don't have your best player, your best weapon, maybe Debo Samuel. You can make a case for Christian, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel is a better weapon. If you want to make that case, you can go ahead and make that case right now. But I think in the long, long, in the long, make it short, this could be the time when the Rams jump on them, and they could beat the 49ers because of these injuries on the defensive side of the ball. But I'm interested to see, can the, you know, can the 49ers right the ship? Can can trust be built again between Garoppolo and Shanahan? I don't know. To be honest with you, and i got to be blown and honest, I don't think that trust is there, and I don't think it's going to be there. I think Garoppolo and Shanahan have to, have to somehow, some way, some shape or form, get along with each other. Because deep down inside, they know they have a chance to do something special in San Francisco. And the, qu the biggest question mark of all is what if, what if for some unfamiliar reason, the 49ers end up winning the Super Bowl? Think about it. With Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback. What does that do? I'm not saying, you know, I mean, what if something like that happens? Then what do you do with Trey Lance? What if Garoppolo takes us to the Super Bowl? Maybe you don't win with Garoppolo, but when he takes you to a Super Bowl, then what do you say? Well, yeah, what, do you, yeah, what does that say for Trey Lance? What does it say for Garoppolo's future with San Francisco? A lot of scenarios get played out. But for Shane and Garoppolo, they know deep down inside they've got something. They've got something special. They've got a good team. They've got a team that can beat, that can take, certainly win this division, and they have a chance to advance into the play, you know, further, you know, into the playoffs. And again, Christian McCaffrey. You never know. Could you see a 49er in the Philadelphia Eagle NFC Championship game? It's possible. I can certainly see it happening. But for Shane and Garoppolo, neither one won the other. But now let's be honest with you. They have no choice but to be. Yeah, but to be stuck at the hip, at the hip, and try to bite the ship for San Francisco. Can it be done? It can be done, yes, because of the talent of the team. But Garoppolo and Shane are never going to look at each other the same again. Because simply put, Rob, simply put, there's a simply put a trust issue. And I get it. I get it from Jimmy Garoppolo's point of view. The team didn't want me around. Here I am, I got to a Super Bowl. I was, you know, you know, maybe I might be a little bit injury prone, but I got the team to the playoffs. I got to a Super Bowl. And this is the things I get. They want me out of town, they want to play some this young kid who hasn't done who hasn't played that many games in college. And they thought he was going to be, you know, he was going to be the next next big thing. And Jimmy's looked at Lance, and he's saying to himself, I'm probably, I'm still a better quarterback than this kid. And to be honest with you, Jimmy may well be absolutely right about that. And like I said, his teammates rallied, rallied around the new kid because, because Jimmy was supposed to be gone. And you have to wonder, in the back of his mind, you know, does Jimmy have issues with his teammates? Because... They back, they back the young kid. Maybe does Jimmy hold a grudge against his teammates? You know, that I don't know. I don't know. That could be, again, no fault of Lance and Jimmy's, Jimmy Garoppolo's mind. But at the end of the day, the 
let's be honest with you, Shanahan and Garoppolo are going to have to start trusting each other, have to find a way to work. Because again, you have to look at the bigger picture. The Super Bowl, the Lombardi Trophy, that's the big picture. You've got the team, you've got the team that's got the capability of doing it. Go do it. You might not trust each other, you might not get along with each other, but you've got something here. The three and four, again, like we said in the last episode, <laughs> the last piece with Russell Wilson, guys, fix it, get it straight. You gotta trust each other. You gotta have to, you're gonna have to work together because, again, the Lombardi Trophy for you guys is certainly within, within reach. Is within reach. Fix it. Do what you gotta do get, get, you know, to get to get it going. Because if you don't, it's going to be a wasted year for San Francisco with all that talent. And I'm sure by next season, Jimmy will be out of town. At least we're guessing. And Lance will be the starting point. A healthy Trey Lance will have to hurry up and come into his own. And if Lance cannot come into his own by next year, then San Francisco has made a huge mistake in this, in this, by drafting Trey Lance. Well, now since uh, this has been a quarterback-themed show, Let's, let's jump from the West Coast. Let's go all the way to the East Coast. And let's talk about Lamar Jackson. The performance Lamar Jackson had last night. Now, Lamar didn't play exactly the greatest ball in the world in the first half. And the score was, was close. It was very close. But then the second half, Lamar Jackson went out and he flipped the switch. And, you know, and he did it. And he played like Lamar Jackson played. Lights out football. And... There were a couple of touchdown passes, and the Ravens defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, all now all off season, preseason, going into the season, Lamar Jackson has betted on himself. The Baltimore Ravens team could not come to a contract agreement. And now, to me, the more the more Lamar Jackson plays, and the more stuff he does like that, his his the, his the value. Of Lamar Jackson, the money's going to ask for it to go up that much more. Now, to me, Lamar probably should probably get paid more money than the Cardinals played Kyler Murray because you got to think about it. Lamar Jackson has won the MVP. Lamar Jackson has been to the playoffs more times than Kyler Murray has. And I have to give Lamar Jackson credit. His best receiver, Mark Andrews, tight end, he left. He left last night's game. The number one receiver, Bateman, he left last night's game because of an injury. And yet, he was going to another known tight end from Coastal Carolina, who had a very good preseason. He was, he was, he was Lamar Jackson's best receiver on that night. And Lamar Jackson took over the game, to me, was the biggest reason, he was certainly the reason the Baltimore Ravens won last night. Now, to me, you have to wonder how much more does Lamar Jackson, and I'm sure does it now, Lamar Jackson has become the Baltimore faithful. What else do I got to do to earn, earn that money? And to me, the more the more this keeps going on and on and on, and Lamar Jackson, like I said, the money is going to keep going up and up. Now, Lamar Jackson, like experts said, when Ozzie Smith traded back in the first round to get this young man, to get this young man, nobody saw nobody saw this coming. I mean, whether it's whether it's second or third year league, the guy wins an MVP award, a unanimous MVP award. That's un, unheard unheard of. Lamar has proved himself time and time again. Lamar Jackson has got well. I think he has 
what is it, number three, winning percentage all time or something like that. I think his winning percentage is like seven, seven something, which is un, which is unheard of for for any quarterback in this league. Not sure Lamar Jackson. Not, I mean Lamar runs, and, and actually Lamar is not trying to run the football as much as much as he used to. He still does, but now he's trying to be he's trying to be a better passer, and he has improved in that game a little bit. But again, with with the Baltimore Ravens, simply put, bottom line is, let's be honest with you, Baltimore hasn't been too kind to Lamar Jackson. Let's be honest with you. I know Baltimore, they've had some injuries, certainly last year has been addressed with the, the top three running backs. They all get hurt at the same time. With J.K. Dobbins, he's on the field for what, one game, and he gets hurt. Gus Edwards comes back for one game, he plays well, he got hurt again last night. You have to go with Kenyon, you have to go back to Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake was a big man last year, last night, and he learned the football. Again, your top receiver, your top receiver was hurt. But again, here's the biggest thing with it. The running game is still banged up. Your number one receiver, Marquise Brown, you shipped him off to the to the Cardinals to the Cardinals. And again, the offensive line, the Ravens always seem to pick up a pretty decent offensive offensive line for Lamar Jackson. But again, the running game, it's been inconsistent the last couple of years. Um, you trade away your number one receiver. It's like a lot I mean, again, Mark Andrews is probably the one guy that he does that he does. Trust, but again, it's like to be honest with you, it's like the Cowboys and Ravens are wanting Lamar Jackson to, to fail, but yet Lamar keeps proving the final offense wrong over and over again. Guys, I just say, but Lamar keeps playing like this, you're gonna have to pay him the money, he's gonna pay him a lot of money because let's be honest with you, you're not gonna get anybody else out there any better than what Lamar Jackson is doing for you. He built the offense around him, I get it to understand. But Lamar, his game has progressed, has progressed a little bit. He can throw the football. He can throw the football. Okay. He threw two touchdown passes last night. It was his arm last night. He got to the win. Not so much his legs last night. He's getting better. Lamar, Jack, Lamar has, proved, has proved that over and over again. Some reports have that Lamar Jackson is better than one, two. Maybe comes to some meetings late. Some meetings, you know, some meetings late, but again, I think it's more of Lamar Jackson. It's just, it's upset with the, uh, the front office. He's upset with them about, hey, you know, if you don't care much for me, you don't give me my money. Why should I care? Why should I care about it? Why should I? Why should I come into meetings on time? Meetings on time, or, or you know, or study film on time. Let's try to study film on time. Now, to me, that part is probably not a good look for Lamar Jackson. But, you know, Lamar feels he's been betrayed, disrespected by the, by the Baltimore Ravens from office. And I don't blame him anymore. Again, I get it. He had injuries, certainly. You know, let's say the defense has not played their part the last couple of years. It's had injuries, but it, it certainly has had injuries, but it has not played their part. The defense, it's certainly a little work. The running game. It's been it's been backed up big up the last couple of years. You try to say the trade right now, you see the monkeys around. And again, it seems like the Ravens sometimes at points wants him to fail. But Lamar Jackson keeps, you know, succeeding past whatever whatever the uh, whatever the Ravens tell him to. And to be honest with you, 
You don't have to pay me any money. You don't have to pay me probably more than probably where I got paid in cards. Now I don't see him. I don't see him paying, paying him Aaron Rodgers money. I don't see him paying Patrick money. And to me, I have a hard time picking Mahomes up Lamar Jackson. I give you, I will give you that. But I think with Lamar, with Lamar Jackson, you got to come to some kind of ground with the guy. You got to pay. Got to pay. Got to pay the money. So whatever you know, whatever Kyle Murray's getting paid, you got to pay maybe a million, uh, maybe a million or two more than that for what he's done, what he's meant to you, what he's meant to the organization, and what he's meant to the city, city Baltimore. You need to pay him if you want. Yeah, I know the thing is you need to sit down the all season. Maybe you guys want to do contract negotiations during the season. A lot of teams are like that. Players are like that where they don't want to negotiate no contracts during the season. I get it and understand it, but you need to call them on the front office and stuff. When the season's over with, we'll put you up in the front office and we're going to sit down and we're going to come up with some kind of something, something to get you to stay in Baltimore for many, many, many more years to come. Because right now, the more the more pay, the more the more keeps playing, the way he's playing, the stocks are the money, the money, the dough, it goes up that much more. Now we'll finish off the uh, this episode with uh, we'll talk about another quarterback, the gentleman that was playing Lamar Jackson was Tom Brady. Now of course the reports have already come out, come out that uh, Tom and his his wife Giselle have uh, got divorced after 13 years of marriage, and a lot of people figured, a lot of people saying that maybe the reason Tom Brady has struggled this year has not looked like himself. He looks. Look, he's lost weight. He's not, not in it. Not, his head's not in it because of the because of his, uh, because of the divorce. Now, I like most. I like most people, and like some experts. I'm not here to get into get into a marriage. You know, I'm, not, I'm not here to get into the discussion of the marriage. I mean, you know, um, Tom. You know, Tom loves football. And I'm sure that became a big discussion with him and Giselle, right? Hey, football is a big thing, and Tom wants to play as long as he can play. It's been, it's been time to discuss that Giselle wanted to get out, and I'm sure that had to play into a big, a big, big factor in the reason because because again, this is probably the reason why Tom stepped away during the during the um, during the preseason because because of this because of this. And Tom came out and said this was a personal issue, and now we find out what the personal issue was, what it was. Now, again, could it affect Tom Brady's play? It could affect anybody's play. I don't care. You know, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're an athlete. I don't care if you have a bad job. What the case is, it's kind of hard. You want to leave everything at the front door, so to speak. Go to, yeah, when you step into your line, your place of work, you want to leave everything at the front door. You got to focus. You got to focus on work. And trust me, there are times where I've had to do that, and it's a hard thing to do. You know, uh, whatever, you know, whatever's going on, whatever's going on, you know, it's a hard thing.
you know, whether it's divorce, whether it is a, you lose, let's say you lose a loved one, a loved one, it hurts, and, and I'm sure Tom Brady, and I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of million thoughts are running through his, running through his head, and I'm sure some of them that weighs down on whoever, whoever you lost, it weighs down on you, trust me, Trust me, I lost my dad when I was nine years. I was nine years old. It weighed on me for about a couple of years, and then it's like I had to kind of after a couple of years, I had to somehow walk around, pick up the pieces, and like fill that puzzle and like you know put the pieces of the puzzle together again. Now the one thing is, I'm always thankful that I have. I've been thankful that I have. At 53 years old, I don't have any. You know, physical ailments, physical ailments, I don't drink, I don't smoke. Um, I've been lucky to be around to watch my kids grow up. I had a son that graduated from high school a couple years ago, something my dad never did, but I got a chance to see my son graduate from high school. And again, I want to be around long enough to see my daughter, who is a freshman in high school, I want to be around when she graduates. If she goes off to college, I want to be around when she graduates from college. And trust me, my kids go off and they have kids of their own. I want to be around for that too. I want to be around for that too. You know, now, I want you to certainly want all that. And for, you know, for Tom Brady, it's a hard thing to do. I know it's a, it's a, it's a hard thing to do. I'm sure, you know, deep down inside, I'm sure his teammates probably had an inkling what was going on. I'm sure they did. And, but again, certainly I hope, you know, certainly you wish Tom the best, the best. Now, to me, I don't think Tom Brady's skills have diminished. I don't think Tom is the big issue. Tom, the biggest thing is, is the offensive line. It's been, it's lost for agency. It's had injuries. The offensive line is not what it is. For me, Tampa Bay, the running game has not been what it is. Has not has not been what it is. Uh, you know, Mike Evans has dropped some, some balls that he shouldn't have dropped. Um, you know, Chris Godwin is still recovering from an ACL injury. He probably won't be himself until next season, 2023. Julio Jones finally hit the field last night, caught two balls, 21 yards in the touchdown. So, I mean, the biggest thing with the team, it's just for Tampa Bay, it's Tampa Bay is not the team that it was a couple of, couple of years ago. It's not the same team anymore. It's not Tom Brady. It's not all Tom Brady's fault. Sure, Tom Brady's got things on his mind. But I don't blame it on Tom Brady. It's a, it's basically a team, it's a team effort that has, that has really, the team has been disappointed because it's the effort the team has put out there. That's what's hurt the Tampa Buccaneers, not Tom Brady. Certainly not Tom Brady at all. Now, can Tampa write the ship? It can write the ship, yes. But again, Tampa Bay's had a lot of injuries. They have a lot of injuries. And sometimes injuries are hard to overcome. A lot of teams in the NFL can tell you that. If you get a, you get a, a crap load of injuries, it's hard to come back from. Some teams can't weather a storm. Some teams can. Tampa Bay is one of those teams that can't weather that storm. Is there talent team? Absolutely. But you have to wonder. Sometimes you have to wonder if Bruce Arians is still around. Could Bruce Arians done a better job than Todd Bowles? I don't know that. That's a lot of speculation, a lot of hearsay. 
there's been talk about maybe like the price spot in Leftwich. I don't think that's going to be the right answer either. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time for this episode. Please, please take care of yourselves. And I'll see you again very soon.